welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Hi, church family. Good morning. It's really good to be able to share the Word of God with you. Um, just so blessed, you know. I just, even with no one here, I can sense the presence of God. And I can sense, I believe the presence of God is with you wherever you are as you are listening uh, to his word. Um, the last time when I preached on this pulpit was um, on uh, be holy for I am holy. Be holy for I am holy. And there is, um, that, that was uh, in Leviticus 11 and also in 1 Peter 1.16. And God told us, be holy because I'm holy because you have been created to be holy, just like me, just like me. You have the ability, you have the power, you have the authority. And um, our brain is wired like that, right? And, and we, we focus on what we uh, think of, right? And God told us, be holy just like I am. So our thoughts is uh, focus on heaven, on who we are in Him. And, and when, when sin happened, that totally distorted and, and that, that relationship, that ability. And, and Adam and Eve, they hid themselves when God came to look for them to have a walk, you know, have the daily fellowship. And they, they told God um, that we, we were hiding because we are naked. God told um, Adam and Eve, who told you? Who told you that you are shameful? Who told you that you are not enough? Who told you that you do not have enough? And today, our Father is posting that, uh, posing that, that, that question again. Who told you that you are shameful? Because He has sent His Son to restore that relationship. And that, that lie came to dishonor. Satan came to dishonor God. Right? His word. And he dishonored who we are in God. This morning, I want to talk to you. I want to share about honor. The topic, the title, the sermon title is honor. That Christ has come to restore that honor to his children us back to the kingdom, the, the culture of honor in his kingdom, in that community, amongst the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is that great honor that function in that. And Christ has come to restore that. And we know that just not too long, this month, in fact, September, um, we celebrated the Day of Atonement called Yom Kippur. Now, each year, the high priest will, will offer a very special sacrifice. And, and at the uh, point of that sacrifice um, to atone the sin of Israel, right? At the point that the sacrifice was killed, the, the high priest will emerge out to the awaiting crowd and say, declare, it is finished. And every year they had to do that. And thank you for Jesus, 
We know that Christ becomes the atonement for our sin. And, and um, in Philippians 2, 8 to 11 is a really, really powerful verses that it says Jesus humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. What does any other death? It, it was humiliating. It was torturous death. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. There's no honor above that highest honor and gave him the name above all names. And that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Right? Every knee shall bow. It was based on his obedience, his humility, that he was granted the highest honor. And then and Philippians further says in verse 12, 2, 12, that obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Deep reverence, obeying God, um, not fearful of our lack or, or who we are not, but simply in awe in His presence. In, in uh, 1 Peter 5, say, uh, 6, says that bow low. That humility that has, has, uh, is asking us to bow low in the awesome presence of our God under the mighty power, another version says. That we bring ourselves, we bow low, you know, because of that name, He conquered sin and death. That everything that rises outside of us and even inside of us, that challenge and dishonor who God is and who we are, who we have been created in God, that rises above that, has to bow low in the name of Jesus. As we declare the name of Jesus and, and, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit come to bring awareness of the very thing that tried to challenge, tried to dishonor God, that in His name, Jesus, it has to bow low in the presence of God. You know what? God is not just all around us, but He lives in us. And, you know, at the day of atonement, and, and um, Christ has come to fulfill in, in Hebrews 9, 14 and 15. It says, just think how much more the blood of Jesus, the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, right? Christ offered Himself to God as a perfect, perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why He is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of sins they had committed under that first covenant. 
Christ is our atonement. Christ is our mediator. Christ is our great high priest. Christ is our, our intercessor. Amen? He intercedes. He intercedes for us. And the people, now I want to read this very powerful declaration of Jesus from Matthew 27, 39 to 43. You know, just before he was crucified, the people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their head in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you are the son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now, and we will believe in him. We trusted God, so let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. You know what, today, it sounds familiar, isn't it? People that do not understand God will mock us, will mock his people will mock his children. Jesus said himself, I have suffered tribulation. Don't be surprised. They will persecute you too. Right? And then at about 3 o'clock, this is from Matthew 27, 46, 50 to 51. At about 3 o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? If you are shouting that shout today, you feel abandoned. If you feel that His presence is not with you, what is becoming of our world? What's happening to me? There's hope. Then Jesus shouted out again. This was His final shout. He shouted, It is finished. It is finished. Jesus said that my food is to do the will of God and to finish it. And he finished the work that he was here to do so that you and I can have that access in his name. He shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment... At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So no one can claim that I have destroyed from bottom up. It's from heaven to earth. Then earth shook. There was an earthquake. Rocks split apart. You know what? The curtain was torn from heaven to earth so that we, 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 the children of God that call out on His name, can have the access to the throne room of God with great confidence, full of His grace and His mercy. 
you know what? At the moment, those who call upon the name of the Lord, today if, when, if we confess Jesus as our Savior, we call on His name, we have that access to His throne room with great confidence. And in the name of Jesus, everything that rises to dishonor God and dishonor you has to bow low, has to come down, is destroyed, is nullified in the name of Jesus. You know what? We become, at the moment, we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20, it says, We become the temple of the Holy Spirit. No longer He just with us, God with us, God in us. In John 14, 23, he says, uh, Jesus says that, he replied, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them and we will come and make our home in each of them. This is the home of the Holy Spirit, heaven on earth, Christ in us, the hope of glory, the glory of God. As be it the sons of, and daughters of God, the Spirit is poured out upon His children. And you know what? Honor He has come. Jesus has come to restore honor. The enemy dishonored God, dishonored us who are created in God's image to be like God. And Christ came to restore the honor. You know what? We have access. What is going to hinder the miraculous? What is going to hinder heaven on earth is dishonor, is unbelief. You know why? Because Jesus says that um, in, in Matthew 13, 57, he said, and they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. Because they were too familiar with Jesus, the man. He was raised in our hometown. He was just like all of us. You know, how can he call himself son of God? And in Mark 6, verse 5 and 6, is, and because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except the place his hand to place his hands on few sick people and heal them and he was amazed at their unbelief he was amazed at their unbelief then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people today we are children of God but do we still have unbelief of who we are created in Christ do we have unbelief and, and, and you know what? Jesus could do everything. We know that. But because of our unbelief in his word, the full belief in, in the name of Jesus that 
through us, the glory is going to be expressed and released. And we are vessel of honor. We have, he is restoring that. And, and we need to, as we focus on God, we focus on who we are and who, not on who we are not. Because Christ has come to restore that upon his house. His family, we, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Christ came to restore and connect us back and heal our spirit, right? We are one spirit with God's spirit. And, and that, our spirit is healed. But you know, we are created body, soul, and spirit. And he has come to, we believe that, okay, he, he has come to heal the body. By his stripes, we are healed. But you know what? The soul realm is, is been, has been tormented, especially all the more in the times and seasons that we are living in. And, and the signs have shown, research, research has shown us that 75 to 90% of sicknesses and disease came from the stress, came from the soul realm, came from anxiety and fear and depression and oppression and traumas and, and come and begin to affect our physical body. And Jesus, Jesus has come to restore hope. And I want to read you um, this verse that is very powerful as I was reading these verses. Um, there was so much power in it, in this, in Psalms 133, verse 1 to 3. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down to his beard and onto the border of his robe, right to the bottom. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced His blessing, even life everlasting. The word harmony really stood out for me. And I googled it, right? It says the combination of simultaneously sounded musical notes to produce a pleasing effect. To produce a pleasing effect. You know, I, I just can't help but think that each note begins to enhance the other note to make more beautiful the other note. There is a chord structure. You play C perfectly on its own, E and G, but when they are played simultaneously together, they become 
more beautiful. Harmony. You know, when there's harmony in the house of God, in the family of God, you know what? Three things really stood out for me. And more, not just the house of God, and this house that God promised to dwell in, this temple, when there's harmony from our brain, from our mind, from the head, right down to the soul, and our spirit, right? Our whole body begins to sing, begin to have that beautiful note, beautiful sound that Jesus has come to restore that sound. You know, three things stood out is the anointing oil. Jesus declared that at his very first reading in the temple, you know, I'm anointed to put, uh, you know, I just brought to mind right now, Jesus read the scripture. He's anointed, you know, right? And we are anointed to preach the good news. That's right, to preach the good news. The anointing oil that comes from the Holy Spirit. We need to recognize the time, the season, we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the oil that's been poured out. Is the power that's going to empower us to slip right through the hole of the enemy. He can come, but we will slip right out of his hole. He's going to empower us. He's going to make, multiply whatever we offer to him. We honor his presence with us. We become more aware. We become more intimate with his presence, right? And he is going to empower us in these last days. Then the refreshing dew. We know that dew, if you are dry, you become hard. That dew comes you know, each day, His mercy is new every morning. The dew come and moisten. Moisten your circumstance. Moisten what your thought and your heart. And blessings. Right? Everlasting. When there's harmony in the house of God, there's harmony, now all the more, we need to have harmony within ourselves. How are you today? What has come, the voices that comes and taunt you day and night? And, and I just brought to mind that David, David, um, when he was sent by his father, to the battlefield to check on the brothers, to bring some gifts to his brothers, all right? And he came across Goliath that was taunting the army of the Lord 
day and night for 40 days. He said, every morning and evening, he will come. And David, he was almost like, didn't, wasn't aware of, of his love and his focus on God supersede the challenges around him. The armies were afraid. No one would take up the challenge. All right? Even the accusing uh, words from his brothers. He was sent on a mission by his father. And, and the brothers said, I knew what is in your heart. Why are you do, what are you doing here? Go and tend your few sheep. They were condescending. But you know what? That God in David rises. He did not pay attention to them all. All he knew was, who is this guy that is taunting our living God? And he pulled out as much as, you know what, Saul wanted to protect him. Wanted to put on his uh, the armor. You know what? Goliath, he was wearing this armor that was 5,000 shekel. The weight just on the armor. Not talking about the, the javelin, the, the whatever he was wearing. All right? That means he was strong. He has might. And he was trained, the Bible said, that and from the youth, from his youth. And David, David, even though uh, Saul wanted to protect David and gave him his armor, but it wasn't um, David's uh, weapon. David gathered that five stones. What are you gathering that is familiar to you? When Goliath, when you are faced with Goliath, what are you going to use will be what you've been familiar with. At the backside, right? When David um, met Saul, he said, you know what? On my daily tending the sheep, I, you know, I met with the lion and the, and the, and the bears. It was just one lion and one bear. It's like they have lions and bears, right? He faced them head on. How are you going to conquer Goliath in days to come will be what you are practicing. What will be your skill to conquer Goliath today and the days to come? And the stone that you are gathering. And we knew that David faced Goliath, Goliath head on. He did not just walk, he ran. If you read 1 Samuel 17, read on the whole chapter. Right? He faced him head on. And he gathered the five stones, put in his bag, and he took his um, catapult, put the stone in the catapult, and he was he swung. And that stone hit Goliath's head, right? The Holy Spirit will direct your skill. The Holy Spirit will direct your skill, 
what you've gathered to destroy your enemy. And we knew that Goliath fell. And David went and took Goliath's sword and chopped off his head. Right? So today, David, and you read on, and the army of God went. David made a way for the rest of Israelite's army to conquer the Philistines. Do not compare. Oh, I'm not in the office of Saul. You know, I'm not older like my brothers. Oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. And, and God is able to use your willingness, what you've gathered in the secret place. What stones are you gathering? What skill are you developing from your day-to-day task? You know, you know that David gathered and, and skilled himself in his day-to-day task. And God has, Jesus has restored that honor. That honor. In the name of Jesus, every tongue confess, every knee will bow. It starts with our knee. It starts with the enemy of our soul. What voices is rising? Allow the Holy Spirit to bring to the forefront and take out your stone, sling it at the enemy, take that sword and cut his head off. Christ has conquered. Make excess and restore your honor. You are his son. You are God's daughter. And the Holy Spirit is in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. God himself dwells in you and I. If there are any unbelief, the Holy Spirit bring to light to your awareness is by be still and know that he's your God. He's my God. There is a shout that is a shout. I believe, you know, sons of Issachar knows the time that they are living in. We are sons and daughters of God. We should know the times and seasons that we are living in. In a God's word given to us, need to be handled, handled, God, handled God's way. And it will be fulfilled in God's time. And we are living in that time that we need to know. Sons and daughters of God, rise up. God is restoring your voice. I know it wasn't by chance. Yesterday in Melbourne, we experienced the longest and strongest earthquake that we have all since what? I, I kind of briefly um, came across 175 years, you know, since uh, we experienced that earthquake, and it was like up to what, six, uh, 5.9, six, um, 
on the um, Richter scale. That's right, thank you. <laughs> you know what? Um, just before that, I posted this on our church family community page. Is that let us be instruments of praise, couriers of his fire, carriers of his fire, voices of healing and shouts of Christ's victory. And I was literally worshiping, worshiping with uh, a known prophet at the live stream, right? There was a shout and saying that, uh, reset our clock, reset our clock, reset. And I'm watching this whole house shaking, reset our clock. I just pray. And God is asking us to reset our clock. Let go of whatever that was in the past. Reset our clock. Usher in the oil of joy, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit uh, is not happiness. Happiness, everything in this world is like sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be intimate intimate in this season. How intimate are you? Only you would know and God can judge. Just want to bless you today. Just want to bless you today. Restore your voice. If there are things that have come to silence that voice, God is restoring that voice and restoring that shout. As you shout, you know, if you shout that victory in the name of Jesus and watch, it comes down outside you and inside you because we are not from this world. We are of His kingdom. Amen. Just a bless you. Father, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you. You are the Father of fathers. Lord, we call you Abba, Father. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, oh God, in us, in our homes, in churches, and in the city as it is, in heaven. Lord, set us on fire. This nation, oh God, belongs to you. We bless you, Lord. Right now, oh God, I speak life, oh God. I speak fire. I speak health, I speak blessing, I speak the dew of heaven, I speak the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon every heart that's listening to this sermon in the name of Jesus. Bless you.